Hello, and welcome to the Magnetical You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hello, welcome back to Sacred Sexuality Month on the podcast. I have another amazing guest for you this week. Her name is Kemanami. She is a holistic sex and relationship coach and expert on a mission to help you bring more juice into your life and into the bed. In this episode, Kim shares all about how more sex and better sex can not only revitalize your intimate relationship, but everything else in your life from your career to your bank balance. I can tell you that the work Kim does is absolutely incredible. So you're going to be able to get dive into a lot of it in this episode about using sex as a gateway to enlightenment, clearing sexual blocks, tapping into your sexual energy and power, the difference between junk food sex and gourmet sex, how to experience deeper vaginal orgasms, all the things. This is an incredible value-packed episode. Again, how I know Kim's work is so amazing is because last year I took one of her programs and it absolutely changed my life and just opens me up to this transformation of experiencing and using sex and pleasure really as a gateway to expansion, a gateway to enlightenment, as a gateway into your personal power so that you magnetize more joy, more fulfillment, more abundance into your life and This work is truly amazing, truly life-changing. That's why we have a whole month of this topic on the podcast. So I'm really excited for you to get into this episode with Kim. And before we do that, a couple quick announcements. The first is that Kim's course is opening January 27th, her next course. It's called Vaginal Kung Fu. It's all about harnessing the power of the vagina because when the vagina is aroused, juicy, wet, alive, that reflects naturally into your life. It's this inherent radiance and power that you tap into that magnetizes people, opportunity, abundance, more joy into your life. So if you want to check out that course, I'm an affiliate for it. Again, her other course that I took last year changed my life. So I was like, Kim, can I please become an affiliate for your courses? I want everyone out there to know about this and experience this. So if you're interested in her program, the link will be in the show notes and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about that. And then the other thing is that I'm hosting a free two-day masterclass, January 25th and 26th called Energy Ecstasy. This masterclass is going to like Bring back the fucking life (laughs) to your life, right? This masterclass is all about feeling alive again and like getting high off of your own power, really anchoring in and rooting into your power again, because it's that energy of getting high off your own power, anchoring into your own power and harnessing that natural magnetism within that creates this incredible ripple effect and magic in your life. So if you'd like to sign up for that, free masterclass, go to magneticallyu.com slash energy ecstasy, or again, the link will be in the show notes for that as well. And without further ado, let's step into this episode with Kim. I hope you enjoy. I will see you on the next episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I have Kim Anami here who, I don't know what you would call yourself, but I would consider you a, you know, sexual expert and someone who is really here to like shake up the narrative, the beliefs, the programming that we've been conditioned around sex and really open us up to our not only sexual potential, but then just really our greater potential in life, because it's so connected to that sexual energy. And I got connected through Kim's work on Instagram, probably about a year ago and through a very serendipitous, intuitively led chain of events. I joined her course, Well-Fucked Woman earlier this year, and it was absolutely life-changing. So incredible. And she has a new program opening up soon called Vaginal Kung Fu, which we're going to talk more about today. But anyways, she is amazing. And we're here to dive into all the juicy things. So welcome, Kim. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So in your words, what would you say you do? Tell us a little bit more about who are you and and what do you help people do? 
you summed it up quite well, I would say, <laughs> that I consider myself to be, and coined the term holistic sex and relationship coach slash expert, because when I started doing this work and I had my perspective on all things holistic and wove that into everything that I do, nobody else was doing that. You either had very sterile lab coat kind of, if science says it's true, it must be true kind of thing, mm-hmm. or this juvenile, oh, look at his willy, like Cosmo kind of like, <laughs> you know, version of faux candy coated sexuality. And there wasn't really a space to be sexy talking about sex and also to look at it from a much more deep, uh, transcendent, enlightened, even spiritual and holistic perspective. And so that's really the crux of all that I do is, as you said, trying to, with, with the really the idea that all of us are innately sexual, all of us are capable of magnificent, life-changing sex, orgasms, and lifelong relationships full of orgasms, ejaculations, uh, love, intensity, transcendence. And the only thing that stops us from that is all of the conditioning that we've taken on, all of the misinformation about sexuality, the trauma we may have sustained in that area. I mean, I say the only thing that stops us. There's a lot of things that can stop people, but my work is all about removing those things, showing people the power that they truly have at their fingertips, literally at their fingertips between their legs, and then how to use that in their day-to-day life. And so another real underlying premise there is that sexual energy is life force energy. This is the energy that creates new life. And so if we're not making babies with that energy, we can be channeling it into everything that we do. And so over the centuries, the millennia, it's gotten entwined with all of these moral attributes or shame-based ideas. And that's really not even, you know, it's just an overlay, whereas it's really just an energy source. And that's what I try to reconnect people with so that they can use it and be powerhouses in their lives. Oh, I love it. So good. So what, what led you into doing all of this? Well, from a young age, I had an awareness of my sexual energy. And then I also could see that in our culture, there was a really distorted expression of it where sex was everywhere, you know, media, advertising, pop songs, but you weren't really allowed to have it and enjoy it. And then when I began to have sexual experiences, I had some very cataclysmic, cosmic, transcendent, psychedelic type experiences that reaffirmed the intuition that I had that sex was like this gateway, this portal to other dimensions of consciousness. It could help you become self-realized, become more of who you really are. And so then later in my early twenties, I discovered Tantra and Taoist sexual philosophies, which talked about it in that framework, right? Because in our Western world, and even in many Eastern worlds, there's just so much shame and taboo and wrong so-called scientific information. I often say that if I'd gone to a typical sex therapist school, I'd be broke and unsuccessful because they're operating from so many totally wrong paradigms. But because you know, I was largely guided by my own experiences and then had that reaffirmed through these ancient teachings in India and China, I really did then start to come out of that and emerge looking at sex as medicine, sex as healing, sex as a pathway to enlightenment, and that this is really echoed in these ancient cultures. And so my whole life really from even, you know, mid-teen years was has been this exploration of how do we change and how do we grow? How do we self-actualize? How do we become the best versions of who we are? And so I've studied everything from all kinds of different alternative medicines, herbal healing, homeopathy, nutrition, exercise, transpersonal psychology, Eastern, Western philosophy. And sex to me has always been part of that toolbox of healing modalities is that I might do some kind of therapy or alternative healing, but sex is actually another pathway to healing and to, as I say, self-realization. And so really my whole oeuvre of work, my body of work has been a 
culmination of all of these things and putting them together where sex is really the core of that. But as you will know from having done one of my courses is that I weave in all kinds of alternative modalities and I'm firmly committed to holistic solutions. You know, I pretty much believe that there is a natural solution for everything. We just have to find it and we have to be willing to roll up our sleeves and do the inner work. But that runs contrary to the Western allopathic model of outsourcing your power of believing that you're really just a victim of thinking that your illness is a you know random coincidence that happens to you rather than we are the creators of our own reality and therefore we are the solvers and healers of our own body and problems so that's really the foundation of all my work. And that's why I get epic and permanent results with people is because I don't take shortcuts. I don't get, give band-aids. I don't give people excuses. <laughs> like I, I hold them <laughs> to the fire and insist that they do the work. And when they yeah. do, they get the results. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't fuck around. And I wanted to ask <laughs> you about that. What, what is it within you that like gives you that energy of like, I don't give a fuck what the world thinks about this. Like I am here to speak my truth on this. Like what, what gives you that energy to have that power? And I, now that I'm saying this, I'm like, Oh, I have a feeling like you might say, well, I think it's something that you earn as a person, right? Like I, because it takes courage to speak mm. out and you, we all have an internal barometer about what's true for us. And many people I think are very, uh, numbed out and hazed out by their own making. And so it's maybe harder for them to hear that. And I got on this path like quite early and maybe quite roughly, you know, in terms of like being thrown into a bunch of situations and challenges where it was sort of do or die. And, and I mean, that's the short version of that, but to really then like, who am I loyal to? I'm loyal to myself. I'm loyal to my truth. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal to my own convictions on things. And then you, it's like tests of fire, right? Like you get thrown into the fire and you choose to go through that or you don't. And then once you do that, then you're, you're like, you build your confidence and then you do it again and you do it again to the point where it becomes second nature. Like you couldn't imagine not just being truthful and standing yes. in your truth and being firm in that place. It's just who you are. And it's never like, oh, should I or shouldn't I? It's like, you just do. And, you know, this is something we talk about in The Well-Fucked Woman is that the power of that life force sexual energy is so immense that when you're really in touch with it and you inhabit it, it becomes and turns you into an unstoppable force. And I've often say, and you will have heard me say, this is that one of the hallmarks of truly coming into what I call well-fucked territory, where you become a well-fucked woman or a well-fucked man, is that you don't give a shit anymore what people think of you. And the reason why, it's not because you're trying not to care, it's because you are so imbued and inhabited in your own life force energy that it just comes through you with all of this momentum and power is that you're in that place now of you really don't care. You just take action, you speak your truth, you are who you are, and you're so solid in that, that you are not swayed. You are not toppled over by someone not whatever, not responding well to you or, you know, having a different opinion to you. It's like, so be it, but this is who I am. This is where I stand. And that is one of the great gifts of, you know, of, in, of using your sexual energy in a conscious way is that it really becomes this propelling force in your life. And so to clarify, when I say being well fucked, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily running around having tons of sex with random people. It's that you can <laughs> use this sexual energy consciously in your life as a creative force. And that's what I teach in all of my programs is instead of wasting this energy and ejecting it out of you really unconsciously, we become more conscious about how we use it. And then I actually show people techniques to then harness and harvest that energy as a creative power. Oh, I love that. And I love what you said about it's about who you are after like going through the fire. And it's like, I think that's where we do that deep inner healing work is we're essentially like choosing to go into these fires, these old wounds, these uncomfortable situations. And it's like who we become in that process of moving through the fire is that more confident, unshakable, unfuckwithable 
truly authentic, intuitive, creative, abundant version of ourselves. Absolutely. And that is part of the work for sure is being willing to go and excavate within ourselves and see where we're out of alignment is really what it is, right? It's like, what beliefs have I taken on? What experiences might have colored me or hardened me or done something that has distorted the true expression of who I am? And then once identified, can then shift those and heal those in some way. So that to me, it's always about this return to the self, right? Return to the true, our true nature. And then even as we return to it, we evolve. And, and become better versions of that self. Yeah. I, I um, always tell my clients the way I kind of like see it as we're, we're like these magnets. We're inherently magnetic to the experiences, people, places, things, abundance that we desire, but through our life experiences, we kind of like have these, like, I don't know, we have these um, barnacles like attach onto our magnet. So it's like the magnet isn't working as like strong as it could, because we have these like barnacles, these like old stuck energy programs, beliefs, traumas, like kind of like in our energy field. And so it's like, when we can go into that energy and heal and transmute it and release it, it's like, then we naturally are that, that, that powerful force that we, we are meant to be, and we already are, and it's inherent within us. So I, I love that. So how do we start excavating and how do we know what needs excavating? Well, that's a deeper level of work that I get into in my in my programs. But you know, I talk a lot about the process of clearing blocks, and I like the metaphor you used of barnacles um, <laughs> because it does it interferes with our energy flow and our ability to really create freely and be in flow. If we've got so many stuck and places in us where we're blocking that kind of expression, so an example of a sexual block would be, let's say, for women, the idea of Madonna whore, right? Is that women are either sluts or they're virgins. There's really not this territory for women to exist. Maybe it's getting better, a little better these days, but historically, you know, for a long time, I would say, and it's even really embedded in the collective psyche, is that you've got the, you know, freely expressive, usually prostitute version of a woman. She's always in the movies, right? Like if you look Mm. at almost any movie, there's always a hooker always over like they just have to keep putting that archetype back in people's faces and in their psyches and then you've got the good girl the virgin the good wife right the the good who would never really do those things except no one really occupies you know generally like either of those Mm -hmm. extremes women want to be somewhere in that space where they are open and can inhabit this salacious, voracious, and healthy expression of their sexuality. And so it would be identifying, okay, look, I'm a, I'm an intellectual. I've gone to college. I'm a good feminist. I realize that I'm, I'm definitely, I I'm allowed to do these things, but is there some part of you that has, and I would say there is for everybody internalized these ideas whether it's from the culture at large, from your nuclear family, from the media, from your religion, that's embedded that in you. And to try to honestly look at that and say, well, do I judge myself? Do I judge other women, right? Is that archetype, that energy somewhere in me? Like, am I fully able to accept myself as a voracious, expressive, powerful sexual woman, right? And so we would look at that and then try to work on like shifting that. You know, the first step is really making it conscious though. And so that's, or even sexual abuse, sexual trauma, any Mm -hmm. kind of injury to our sexual energy that might've happened when we were young, might've happened as an adult, but until we clear those things. And an example I'd like to use is I had a client years ago I was working with and she she uh, could only, she came to do work with me. And even though she was really diligent about doing personal work in other areas, a very type A personality, she was just coming back. It would call you would call them sort of a, like a not very good coaching client, right? Because they would come back and not really have done their homework and kind of be in the same place. And I was like, what? what is going on with this person? And then, you know, the more I worked with her, I realized she'd had a history of really, really violent, two violent sexual assaults in her Mm. early twenties. And then at this stage in her life, she was married, but she could only ever have sex if she was obliteratingly drunk, fully drunk. Mm. And then I put it together is that she hasn't cleared 
the trauma from these assaults, right? And even to become remotely sexual, she has to be completely unconscious. And that's when I, you know, that was a, a key point time for me to realize, okay, she's never going to be able to layer on any more information um, until she clears what the foundation, right? She has like that analogy of having the foundation of a house. If it's really weak and shaky, you might try to build something on top of it, but then the whole house will eventually collapse. And that was really what was happening with her. And so I had her do a bunch of clearing work to shift and heal and rewire those neural pathways that she had, you know, sustained these injuries within. And then everything changed, right? She did that for a couple of months and then she was able to move forward in her sexuality and her relationship. She really just transformed as a person. But that was a really, you know, as I said, a key moment to recognize that unless people do that that real conscious self-reflection and healing and then transformative work, they will not be able to grow and move past those things. Yeah, I love I love that story for so many reasons and especially because just just putting it out there that it's it's possible to move beyond those traumas. It's possible to go beyond like sex being something that you have to numb out and like I, you know, was sexually abused once as a child and, you know, through through your course did so much healing work with that and and now sharing my story and and you know, getting to help other women through sharing my experience, which has been beautiful. But I think it's so powerful to know that like, you, you're not a victim to that forever. You're not stuck with that trauma, that energy, that pain, that, that numbness, that closed offness, like you don't have to be stuck with that forever. And like, there is healing available. And I just think it's so beautiful that you're giving people the tools and opportunities to do that and showing them that like, it is possible. And what's on the other side is just so juicy, so exciting. And like, it's like, I didn't even know, I had no idea what I was missing, you know? So for, (laughs) for women who have, it's like, so I know you talk a lot about surrender and I think it kind of really ties all back to this because when we've had those, those traumas, those really painful experiences, it can be really hard to open and surrender, but that open and surrender is such a key piece in like tapping into and opening to our sexual energy. So how would you recommend we, we begin that opening, that surrender? And, and why is it so important? Well, when I talk about surrender in my work, it's the notion of to have what I distinguish between junk food sex and gourmet sex, that the missing and the key ingredient in that would make something gourmet sex is this notion of surrender and to open Mm -hmm. yourself up, right? So we could define junk food sex as a type of sex, just like junk food that might give you a quick hit, a little bit of a high, and then there's a plummet in energy, just like with junk food, you might eat some sugar, get a brief high, and then a blood sugar plummet, right? Like a lowering Mm -hmm. of energy. Somebody might even pass out. And we think of that an example of a maybe junk food sex experience might be someone who's just trying to masturbate to porn to put themselves to sleep, right? So it's a very, very base, more physical, and there's no, no moral judgment here. I'm just using this as a way of describing, are we doing something that gives us energy or takes away energy? That's usually the way that I assess things. Is it good for us or not good for us? Does it give us energy or deplete us? So most people after having that, like even people will say they use masturbation or porn to help put them to sleep, right? They're stressed out or they want to have a nap or go to bed. And so they'll jerk off to porn and then pass out. So I would say that's a really low level use, very much more unconscious use of sexual energy. A much more high and conscious gourmet sex use would be that you are connecting with somebody and you're open to them on every level. You're open physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically. You're just fully open and surrendered. And that surrender is the key ingredient that elevates the sexual experience to, like I said, just busting out an orgasm to fall asleep to something that becomes 
regenerative. It becomes healing. It becomes enlightening. It becomes transformative, takes you into full ecstasy and makes you feel like you became a better person. And that is actually what I suggest is the true power of sex. And that that's what we ought to be aiming for pretty much every time. It's like, sure, you could go out and just bang one out with yourself or bang one out in some kind of casual sexual relationship. And you could be in a 20 year marriage where you're having really low quality junk food type sex, or you can be cultivating that kind of experience where you're having a deep level of intimacy and connection. And that is the kind of sex that changes your life. Hi, thank you so much for tuning in for Sacred Sexuality Month on the podcast. I hope you are freaking loving it. This is something I felt so inspired to do after really diving into this journey for me in 2021 and taking a course that absolutely changed my life. So I want to take a second and tell you about one of the opportunities that I think would be so amazing for you to dive deeper into if you feel called to it. So the course that I took was one of Kim and Ami's courses and it really just blew me away. Like it deepened my relationship with Trevor so much more. I finally was able to share my story about being sexually abused with my parents and on the podcast and help other women through that. I, our sex life is like night and day, just like so much better. I'm able to actually feel so much more pleasure because I'm able to surrender. I'm able to receive, I'm able to be more in my feminine energy, not just in, in sex, but in my life and my business. And it's just such a fun, playful, magnetic energy. And I mean, I could just go on and on about the ways that this course helped me and changed my life and my relationship with Trevor. So her course coming up is opening January 27th. It's called Vaginal Kung Fu, and it's all about your vagina because when the vagina is juicy, wet, aroused, and pleasured, your life reflects that and you begin to attract amazing things without you even having to work hard. This is something I'm so excited to be bringing to you and be bringing to the podcast because it fits so perfectly into the Magnetically You brand, right? It's being so deep in, into the true essence of who you are that you can't help but magnetize more magic miracles and abundance to your life. And this really is something that I have found that really, really unlocks that is healing sexually and really honing in on your sexual power. So the course opens January 27th. And if you sign up, you will get a bonus coaching call with me. So just reach out to me for that coaching call, because I don't think I'll have a way of knowing if you signed up. So reach out to me to claim your bonus call with me. And if it feels aligned for you to sign up, the links are in the show notes to watch her free video series. You can check it out, learn more. And then if it feels like it calls to you, you can sign up. And this is really just something that was a huge, huge, huge catalyst for me, Kim's work in diving into this in so much transformation that I went through last year that I wanted to bring it to you. And of course, I'm bringing you all these other experts on the podcast. If you feel called to check out any of their offerings, like absolutely do that as well. I just wanted to give you what I've been through and as many options as possible. So you can dive deeper into this journey if it calls to you, but that is all now back to the episode. That is the kind of sex that becomes this refueling station for a partnership where they come together and they alchemize and they actually energize and uplift each other. And this is where the relationship becomes a power source and it becomes a place where they go to to refuel and connect and become better versions. As I say, I come back to this theme a lot of themselves and they nurture and nourish each other. And then they emerge out of their bedroom, out of that space. And they're even, they're charged up superpower. I call them superpower couples um, because this is how they, they've really harvested this sexual energy and they're consciously using it. So surrender is key to that because you won't get to those kinds of places if you're in a, a sexual relationship with somebody and surrender is not on the table. So the most obvious example of that is 
um, let's say casual sex, right? Like the idea of having a, like a casual partner just to be, just to be physical, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. You can do that. And again, I have no judgment about that, but it's never going to take you to these much more deep transformative places. It just isn't. And same thing, if you were in a long-term or even committed relationship and you are not connected, let's say there's years of unspoken issues, unresolved problems, you know, things that have never been dealt with that just get swept under the rug, then I would assert that you have a big wall between you. And even if you are having sex, even if you're in a committed relationship, you're not actually being open and surrendering with each other. You're existing behind these walls of defensiveness, right? And so that means that you're still having junk food sex because you're not really open to each other. So that that piece is really crucial in elevating and taking the sexual experience from something that's just a discharge of energy to something that can actually change and rebirth you and your life, right? The French term for orgasm, le petit mort, means the little death and rebirth. And that metaphysically is how I look at this idea of gourmet sex is that we're truly rebirthing ourselves, our relationship. And then we have that energy to use and channel out into the world to rebirth our realities. In addition to surrender and clearing, clearing blocks, what else is really important to tapping into this power of sex as, as a portal for enlightenment and self-actualization? Well, yeah, clearing blocks is a really good one. I would say being open to the idea of prioritizing your sex and relationships. So you mentioned earlier this notion of don't know what you don't know, right? Didn't know what was possible. And so a really Mm -hmm. big piece of the work that I do is educating people about what's possible because we live particularly now in our everyone gets a participation trophy culture, this notion that, oh, only some people can do those things and don't worry about it if you can't. And some examples of that, you know, I I have this (laughs) something I call the Anami guarantee, which is that everyone can, you know, like there's a in more Western or traditional circles, they would say, there, there, don't you worry about it, little girl you know, some women can have orgasms and some women can't, but it's still okay. You know, everything's fine if you can't. And I'd say, no, everything's not fine. And that's also a lie, meaning that every woman can. Mm -hmm. I guarantee that every woman can have clitoral, vaginal, G-spot, cervical, ejaculate that hits the ceiling, orgasms. Um, Every woman can shoot ping pong balls with her vagina. Every man can learn how to have sex and build stamina where he can last for hours at a time and even learn how to separate orgasm from ejaculation. Everyone can, I guarantee that. The thing that's missing is, you know, like I said, we live in this this culture right now of total non-responsibility and blaming other people for our problems. Not me, but people do that. (laughs) And, you know, instead of like believing that we really are the power source and we are the manifestors of our reality, but um, this notion of just writing that off. And my view is that everyone can, everyone can have these really transcendent life-changing experiences sexually. So, I really try to put that out there. I have an active YouTube channel and my own orgasmic enlightenment podcast. And we have a feature on the podcast called the well-fucked all-stars. And this is where I'll interview somebody from who's gone through one of my programs or some or many of them and share of their evolution. So we might interview somebody who has never had an orgasm before, a woman, let's say. And then within weeks and months, she goes from then having clitoral orgasms to G-spot, to squirting orgasms, to cervical orgasms. And we talk about how she did that, right? How did that work for her? And that's been a really amazing feature to act as a beacon for people, again, to show them what is possible. And if you've been in that same position as this person who was struggling, thought that they couldn't do it, thought they weren't even able to do it because they believed some misinformation that said, oh, they're there, little girl, don't you worry about it. Not everyone can do this. And so they gave, they even gave up on the possibility because they bought that narrative. And some people will go home that very night and have their first G-spot orgasm ever just because I told them they could. And they believed me and they went and tried it because otherwise they might have tried it before, didn't get any 
you know, results. And then we're like, oh, well, I guess I'm just one of those girls who can't do that. Oh, well, but I'm told it's just fine. <laughs> so, you know, this is something that I do a lot is just showing people, yeah, look, it's possible to have lifelong passionate sex for everybody. Periods can be blissful. Your birth can be the biggest orgasm of your life. Menopause can still see you gushing and lubricating all over the place. Men can be erect and power super cocks into their 70s and 80s. All men can learn how to go for hours at a time sexually. All of these things are possible for everyone. And so I really, really work at trying to reinforce that for people and then get them to devote time to that. So just like, you know, anyone might devote, know that in order to be successful, you know, in your life, in your career, it's going to take some time. If you want to be fit, you're going to have to get to the gym. (laughs) You're going to have to eat a healthy diet. If you want to succeed in your career, you're going to have to do your whatever 10,000 hours of mastery right and but no one really looks at their sex and intimate life the same way right as though it is something that actually does require time and effort and energy and nurturance for it to transcend and get to that same level of mastery yeah I think that's really important to bring up because as my fiance and I were you know starting to go on this journey, you know, I'm trying to be like, okay, let's like spend a little more time. Let's like ease into it. Let's have foreplay more. Like let's get me more wet before we start shoving things on the inside. Right. And he was kind of like taken aback, like, wait, like what was wrong with our sex life before? Like everything was fine. You know, it was like, (laughs) just like, usually just like a quick experience. Like he's like, this is great. I feel great. I had an orgasm moving on like done. And so for him, he was like, what is this? What is happening? Like, what is this like elongated experience? And like, what are we even doing here? How would you suggest couples get, get aligned on, on this path and like in, in the knowing that there's, it's really for, it's for both people. It's for the relationship. And there is so much more than just the, like get in, get out, like kind of sex. That's where my podcast and my YouTube channel come in is I am constantly trying to paint that picture for people of what is out there, what's possible and why, why Mm -hmm. should you devote the time? Because early on in my sexual career, like working with people and coaching them, you know, a couple might come in to see me and you know, she didn't want to give her partner head, let's say, and all the Cosmo techniques in the world weren't going to help that problem, right? She could have a hundred different blowjump techniques, but it wouldn't matter if she actually didn't want to do it. And that's where I realized this is the most important area and the place where everyone just kind of misses, right? And so I would, you know, really spend a lot of time over the years showing people why, why would you want to, why is it good for the woman to actually eat a jacket? Why is it good for the woman to have (laughs) cervical orgasms? Why is it even better for the man often not to ejaculate or learn how to sublimate his orgasms? Like, why is that important? And so I spend that's, and that's all women in my YouTube videos and my podcasts. And people often come to me and they say, you know, I binged on all of your podcasts and they've already had radical shifts in their intimate lives. And they haven't even taken that extra step yet of doing my courses. And then they Mm -hmm. do and make it even further, but they get a lot of progress just through listening to the podcasts. And there's, there's, you know, there's active information in there, but the biggest thing that they do is, is just this is showing people what is possible. How do women start opening up to the possibility of G-spot and cervical orgasms if they've either never had an orgasm or only had clitoral orgasms? Well, I think the starting place is what I was saying earlier is that the deeper vaginal orgasms, G-spot, cervical orgasms are really only going to happen when a woman feels safe and she can open, she feels trust both in herself of her own body and in her partner. 
And if that is all happening, so that concept again of surrender, then she has a much better chance of getting to those orgasmic places. And there's some technique involved, but it's mostly this idea of opening and surrendering. So what I was saying earlier, if the couple has longstanding issues, even if they have short standing issues, let's say the couple had an argument at breakfast and they go to have sex in the evening and they haven't really cleared that space. They haven't really resolved the argument, but for whatever reason, they decide to just have sex anyway. Um, she's likely, you know, she might not be very wet. He might not be very hard. It might be over very quickly. She might be grabbing her lubricant. She doesn't have an orgasm. And people will think, oh, she's got problems with wetness. Oh, she has a low libido. Oh, she doesn't, you know, doesn't know how to have orgasms. He's got erectile issues. And none of that would really be accurate because it would be sourced from the fact that they're not really in alignment coming into the sexual space and the body, their bodies are just reflecting that truth, right? The body is the great barometer of all things. And so that's really the first place is like being able to establish within herself and within her relationship that there is that level of openness and trust. So again, if she's in a really casual situation or there's a ton of resentment that's built up over the years and she's you know, having sex, but she's not fully in it, right, then she's unlikely to get to those places. So that's a really big piece there. And then in my programs, I go more into technique and details of that. But it's really this whole, the whole journey, right, we're back to this holistic piece of clearing those blockages, looking for places we might not have healed trauma, like what could be getting in the way of that full surrender, you know, are there fears there, you know, emotional fears, fears of being hurt, like stuff where maybe the partner isn't worthy of being trusted. And so you don't trust them, right? Like that mm. your, you know, your, your internal self is telling you they're not trustworthy. So I don't want to open. And then you demand of yourself to have these deeper orgasms, but they're really not going to be forthcoming because the space isn't right for them. I feel like the big things for me that made the biggest difference in being able to go there was like before, like, I think you were talking about one of your clients. Like I was, my body was numb. I wanted to go numb in my mind. I wanted zero eye contact. I held my breath the entire time. It's just like, I didn't know. And then it's like, Oh wait, like just simple things like breathe, like open, open your eyes, like be in the experience, be in your body, like go into the sensations. What does it feel like rather than like being in the mind or even going totally out of the body? It's like, go into the body, breathe it, feel it and experience it. And like, I think that, you know, one of the, the big ways that I got like helped release so much of that numbness and heighten those sensations was self-pleasuring. So what do you want what do you want everyone listening to know about self-pleasuring and, and how they, they can use that to support themselves and expanding in, in these ways we've been talking about? Yeah, well, it all comes down to know thyself, right? Is that the more that's a that's definitely an integral piece of the work that I suggest people do is spending time with their own bodies and the numbness that you described, that is one of the best tools for it. I'd say that and using for women a jade yoni egg, but doing self-massage, even if it's like, you know, there's I'd say there's a difference between yoni massage where your intention is to healing and to denumb and to really wake up the vagina versus mm -hmm. I'm trying to get to an orgasm, right? With totally. self-pleasure. And they can be, you know, there can be an overlap there, but I often help, I often distinguish that for women, even as a starting place to begin with just that idea of vaginal reconnaissance, getting to know your own vagina, spending time with your own vagina without the pressure, right? This added pressure of having to get to orgasm to feel like you really achieved something. It can just be spending time, getting to know every little nook and cranny and full of your vulva and your vagina and you know loving yourself really giving yourself that attention to try to bridge that dissociation or numbness gap right and so then if it feels good you can experiment with different you know touches and movements that you enjoy and follow that thread of pleasure and maybe it does lead you to orgasm but that's okay in this situation I'd say that's fine if it doesn't because you're really just there to try to reconnect 
with your vagina. And then the next level or concordant with that would be using a jade yoni egg, where the whole purpose of that too is to wake up, activate, strengthen, tone, articulate the vagina, bring sensation back into that area that for most women truly is numb. Most women have numb vaginas and that's because they're not encouraged to really exercise them properly, just doing a random Kegel in the air, you know, like air guitar. Kegel is not effective. You actually need to be using some kind of resistance device like a jade egg for it to actually work and develop strength in the pelvic floor and the vaginal muscles. So that's a huge part of my work, as you likely know, this teaching and practice of vaginal kung fu with the jade egg to restore that relationship and the like physical relationship and then the energetic relationship to the yoni. Yeah, 100%. And I I think there's so much, you know, healing and and clearing of blocks and trauma that can happen through that self-pleasuring and the self-massage and just the exploration. Like you, it's like, it's like the, there could be barnacles in different parts in your vagina. At least, at least that's how I see it. And it's like by going in and, and giving it love, attention, massage, touch, it's like, we go into those uncomfortable old wounds and it really trans transmute it back into a place of pleasure rather than a place of pain and numbness and discomfort. Yeah, exactly. We're rewiring. So, you know, for many, for some people, they will have had some kind of trauma or assault for others. It might just be the internalized ideas of sexuality that they've taken in like I believe that these things do reside in our body Wim Hof likes to call it the issues in our tissues right and so it can just be concepts ideas beliefs that we take into ourselves and that that practice of going in physically to reconnect really does have reverberations in all facets of our lives because we're now owning, integrating these organs, which I look at as, you know, we're talking about manifesting and creativity. These really are the movers and shakers, the uterus as the place of birthing, the receptive vessel, the ovaries as this creative life force energy. You know, these are all symbolic of a woman's creative power of our life force energy. And if we're dissociated from them, we're dissociated from our creative energy. And so that's why there's this whole other layer of the power of creative channeling and manifestation that happens when people then reconnect to this part of themselves and these parts physically these organs and parts of their body of themselves can you talk more about how sex helps us manifest and and tap into our creative power well sexual energy is creative energy and all the things that I've talked about in terms of owning and inhabiting that part of ourselves, then we start to be able to consciously use that creative energy in our lives. And then what I often see, well, all the time see in my work is when people become more, as I said, in alignment with this energy, they become more active in how they show up in their lives. So they might even do things like change careers, or they talk about how they start to make more money in their lives because they're just putting out a greater degree of creative energy and a great story I'd like to share to illustrate that is years ago I had a woman client come to me and I did a combination at that time of life and business and intimacy coaching and she said you know look I'm single I'm single but I'm happy to be single I don't you know I don't really need any work there but I want to change my career and she was working in this kind of not very inspiring government bureaucratic job and I said okay well look, I want you to, (laughs) what I do want you to do, you know, we talked a little bit about things you might like to do for work, but I said, look, what's really would be helpful for you is if you go home and you go fuck yourself, right? So every day I want you to go home and self-pleasure for the next two or three weeks and do this breathing practice that I've shown you, and then we'll see where you're at. And so she was having all these big changes. Like, you know, she was dressing differently, doing different activities, like all these things just started to happen because she was revving up her sexual energy. And then one day she just announced to me that she was quitting her job and going to Thailand to do this yoga, yoga teacher training. And, you know, I had to laugh because, you know, 
somebody else may be, well, let's do these career assessments and do these questionnaires and try to figure out your personality type that would be most suited to a particular vocation for you. And I'm like, no, just go play with your vagina every day. And it will lead you to your answers and your truth. And it did. Right. And so this is a wonderful example of somebody tuning into that energy, enlivening it within themselves, and then it becomes their compass. It begins to be a truly guiding force in their lives and move them forward. So good. Have you noticed your clients, have they said anything about looking differently? Because I feel like my, my skin is like brighter and my hair is growing and like my fiance, it was so sweet. He looked at me the other day and he's like, how is it possible? Like you're getting more beautiful. And I like keep having people be like, wait, did you do something to your hair? Or like, what, what have you been doing to your skin? And it's like, I don't know, I guess I'm just well fucked. Like, (laughs) have you had any, um, any other like clients talk about that? Have you noticed that at all? Definitely. I hear that all the time. It's that well-fucked glow uh, of somebody who's really wearing their sexual energy. And that's the fascinating thing is that it becomes this tangible quality that people feel. You know, it's like a type of charisma that radiates out from people where they're you know, they had a great self-pleasuring or sex session the night before they go into town, they're literally pumping gas in their sweats, you know, like t-shirt, old sweatpants, and they'll be getting hit on at the gas pump, right? Because they're just emanating some kind of radiance that's coming from their, their vaginas, really. <laughs> so, so yes, I do hear that a lot. And from men as well, they get that same kind of feedback that they're now generating this force field, this energy field, which is is the power of their sexual energy, but they're now inhabiting it to such a degree that it actually changes their appearance. And it also changes how people receive them and respond to them. Yeah. Which just ties back into the manifesting and creative power, because it's like, when you have that natural radiance and charisma and magnetism, it's like, things tend to flow a lot easier in your life and you're more tapped into, into that. It's like the door becomes open to the intuitive channel that was always there. Exactly. I agree with that. Diving into relationships a little bit more. So how do you keep things juicy and spicy in a relationship rather than going down the pathway that so many relationships do into the like buddy roommate vibes? Well, I think it's really this idea of grow or die. And as I was saying earlier, prioritizing the relationship and some of the tools that I give people to do that are the idea of a a weekly three hour sex date. So a couple sets aside three hours. So not for dinner or a walk in the park or a movie, but just for sex. And so they either get a babysitter and the kids are out of the house or they go to a hotel for the evening and they have that private time, or they they might do it in the middle of the afternoon. If their kids are at school, you know, they come home and have that, that time together. There's many ways to do it, but that that is their time to be intimate with each other and deepen their relationship and prioritize the relationship. Because the way that I said earlier, like if people aren't putting that, looking at it as a power source, it's going to fuel everything else in their lives, then they're generally going to be neglecting it. And then if they're neglecting it, it's not feeding them and giving back to them. So if you nurture it, just like imagine that you went and bought a plant at the store and you're excited. It's so beautiful. It's in beautiful condition. And then you get it at home and you just put it in the corner and you forget about it, right? You don't water it. You don't give it any light. You don't fertilize it. And then you're like, why is the plant dead? Except that's what happens to most people in their relationships is they can't Mm -hmm. understand why after that initial push to get the person, right. And when you initially put your best foot forward and then after years, you know, some years of being together, people withdraw their attention they prioritize other things and they just sort of assume that the relationship will take care of itself, but that's not the case, right. It will wither and die just like that plant. And so the techniques that I show people are about doing that. So having these sex dates, 
even having, you know, connection dates where they talk to each other, where they set aside time to have deep conversations, not just superficial, you know, who's taking out the garbage today, like chore type, you know, (laughs) admin of your life and household conversations, but deeper, intimate conversations. So by really looking at, or even, you know, I also, you know, talk to people about thinking that your, your relationship is really in your top three priorities of your life, right? So rather like maybe your, your relationships, number one or number two, your children are up there, your work is up there, but, you know, knowing that if your relationship is doing really, really well, it's going to feed those other areas. And if your relationship isn't doing that well, it's going to suck energy out of those other areas. And so people can maintain that chemistry and spark and, connection simply by putting the time and the effort into their relationship and it will give back to them. Yeah. I love that plant analogy so much because it's like, yeah, it's like the relationships entity that needs to be tended to and cared for and given a time energy and attention. So I love that. I have a couple more questions for you just to, so if you had, if you could have everyone in the world here listening to this, like, what would you, what would you want to say for every, everyone to hear? Your sexual energy is your superpower. And this is your life force energy. And despite the things you might've been told about it, that shame it, make it taboo, make it seem like something that is either just so naughty or unimportant. It's actually the essence of who you are. And when you truly learn how to own, inhabit, tap into and harvest that energy, it will be the fuel for your entire life on a creative level, on a regenerative and a healing level, and even on a spiritual and transcendent level. It is everything. It is really the source. That is the life force source. And anything that you can do to connect with that power and then to really use it as focus on it in your relationship to bolster and strengthen it is absolutely worth all of your time and energy that you can put into it. Oh my gosh. So, so well said. If only I had everyone in the world actually listen. <laughs> so is there anything else that we didn't talk about? And I'm, I'm going to have you share where everyone can find you and join vaginal Kung Fu and all the things. But before we get to that, is there anything else on your heart to share anything else that's been lighting up recently or anything else you're like, I need to fucking say this that is coming up for you that we didn't talk about. I think we covered a lot. And that last sentence was really a summary of that is that this power has been really obscured over the years. And I actually have a really good podcast on that called why is sex really censored where Mm. I assert that it's actually been a deliberate effort to malign, distort the true power of sexual energy because it is so powerful. And when people are in touch with that energy, they become this unstoppable force. But when people are disconnected from that energy, they become much easier to influence to brainwash, to separate from their own version of the truth. And so, you know, having great sex is much more than just, oh, it's good for your relationship. It's actually the key to who you are as a person. It's a key to who you are as a vessel of truth and your connection to the divine energy of this world. And it's all through your genitals. And this is the big lie and cover up that's taken place over the centuries and millennia is trying to mutate this notion of what sexual energy really is and put all of these other religious, shaming, moral type taboo things and obscuring things on top of it and really blurring out the truth of it. And so that is, you know, my big message is trying to point people in that direction and that understanding so they can really take in the truth of who they are and what their sexual energy is rather than falling prey to this common cover-up and brainwashing and censorship that is, I would say, quite deliberate because it serves a purpose. And you can overcome that and redefine that for yourself. And that's what my work is all about. Yes. Taking our 
like stop outsourcing our power to everything and everyone outside of us. And it's really, it's taking back that power source that we, that we all have within us. So I love that. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Where can everyone find you join vaginal Kung Fu and all your other salons and check out all the amazing, the Jade egg you have all your amazing things, whatever you'd like to share. Sure. Well, I am at kimonami.com and I have a series of online classes that cover everything from vaginal Kung Fu, which is my Jade Ake class, the coming together salon for couples, sexual mastery for men, how to be a well-fucked woman, which is like part one and two vaginal Kung Fu and how to be a well-fucked woman for women. I have a holistic pregnancy and orgasmic birth class. I have a shop called Anami Alchemia, which is an assortment of holistic and fully natural and organic sexual accoutrement, everything from organic body oils, massage oils for the breasts, for the yoni, overall sensual oils. I have couture glass blown dildos for vaginal orgasms. I have a jade egg kit and crystal elixirs for all things intimate and relationships. And then my always available free offerings are my orgasmic enlightenment podcast and my YouTube channel. And I put out near weekly offerings on all things sexual and intimate that you can get to know me, get to know more about my philosophy. And then if, and when you decide you can go deeper into my programs that run throughout the year. But in the meantime, I have all of that stuff. I've got years and years worth of free content out there that's available for people. Amazing. And when does vaginal Kung Fu start? That begins in early February. So, I and think that's the next of, one, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I'm so grateful for you and for everyone listening. Thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it, tag us on Instagram. We love to hear from you and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetical You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and I will see you in the next episode.